and we are welcoming everyone back to This Is Us Portland, a community conversation. I'm going to actually today interview all of our guests because I think uh, all of the people that are with us are going to be guests and are going to talk about what, what we're looking for coming into this summer. And we've got Nate Foley from Park and Rec. We have Ellie Benke, Outreach Coordinator for Youth Services, Jennifer Rank from Portland Library. So welcome everybody. And where are we going to get started? How about how about Allie? Let's let's talk about uh, what's going on to start out this summer with what we're doing for youth services and how we're looking sure. at so, some different um, things. Good morning to everybody. Um, normally, if this was a typical summer, we would have already had some little hiker stuff going, um, getting guys out in the woods, but that is a little is on hold. We do have the story walk getting put in, so it's all set to go. It just needs to be installed, so families can join us then at the riverfront and it'll be set up a loop down there with our first story for the year. And the goal is to have stories up um, maybe for about two or three weeks. We're trying to find a way for the stories to preserve themselves and not get ruined. So they'll go up and then they'll come down and then they'll go up again. So that's, um, that's what we're doing down at the riverfront. And I know Nate had a few more things he wanted to share about the riverfront as a property for um, things that families can do down there. Yeah, how's it going everybody? Um, thanks for having me on board today. And I think Allie said it perfectly when she started off this, if this was a typical summer, you know, it's, it really isn't, sadly. And uh, I think we're all trying our best to uh, find innovative and creative ways to really get the community active and do things as a community, as a family, with your friends in those small groups that we can get out and really enjoy ourselves, even through the pandemic. Um, so kind of touching base on the Riverfront Park specifically, you know, back in December, we had a brand new gazebo installed and was dedicated as an Eagle Scout project from Brian Maselli. Uh, absolutely gorgeous place to go down with a friend, family, and just a nice place to sit, talk, have lunch, you know, get outdoors and do something fun. Enjoy a view of the river. Um, Touching base on the reading trail, you know, that's around the park loop. Great way to kind of enjoy your walk around the trail there. The Brownstone Forum has been making some amazing progress on their riverfront park labyrinth. And you definitely have to check it out if you're down there. The engraved brick walkway has really been coming along. So it, it's cool to see the different names and the different people involved from the community, family members and who those bricks are dedicated for. Um, as you go around your uh, the park trail there, one of the Brownstone Forum members, Francis Dwyer, actually did a really nice job cleaning up some of the far back corner area that overlooks the river. So when you're going through the trail, you can really get a, a nice sight of the Connecticut River from there, um, just overlooking it. And if you're lucky enough, we, or you might have a chance to catch a glimpse of some of the eagles flying overhead that are uh, nested over on Wilcox Island. So I know I've personally seen them probably once or twice. I saw the nest once driving down Route 9, and I actually saw one of the eagles fly overhead on the highway. So you can you can definitely catch a glimpse, but they're... Uh, it's not the safest place on Route 9, Nate, to be driving looking for eagles. We need no, it's not. And look at <laughs> Hey, you just catch them every now and then. I catch myself on Route 9. Yes. Um, okay. So that's that's mostly riverfront, but 
I don't know if you guys want me to go into some of our other parks and outdoor recommendations. Yeah, just that would yet. be amazing. <laughs> so it's a, uh, with everything going on, it's definitely the best time to get outside, you know, really, really space yourself from people yet still be with people and kind of have that socialization and community interaction. Um, Andy and I, Andy Dio, my assistant, we've been visiting some of the uh, different facilities and parks in town over the past few months to kind of gauge what kind of usage there's been just mm -hmm. throughout the, uh, the whole pandemic looking at people getting out of the house, being more active. And the use of our parks has been astounding, to be honest with you. Um, Portland Reservoir, it's always packed on a day-to-day -day basis. Great place to go for a quick or a lengthy hike, depending on what your interest or time availability might be. The Portland Airline Trail has been exceptionally crowded during the past few months. You know, it's it's a very nice, mostly flat terrain. It's great for walking, running, biking, just getting outdoors and uh, really enjoying some of the views out there as well. Rose Hill Park, the walking path around the perimeter has been open throughout the majority of the past few months. Um, we really felt it was necessary to be able to provide that open space as kind of an accessible fitness area for the community to, you know, just go out and have a nice place that they can walk. Um, and we were also able to kick off our community gardens again this year at Rose Hill. We wanted to make sure that people could get out, you know, do their hobby while social distancing. Gardening is a mostly, you know, individual type of hobby. So those gardeners were really, really chopping at the bit to get out there and get their plots ready, start their planting, and just really make that area, give it a little aesthetic beauty. And it's coming along great. So if you take a trip over to Rose Hill, you definitely want to check that out while you're up there and see the dedication and the hard work they've put into their know their different plots right um i know one of the goals for this podcast was really to educate our families um on what services are out there so what's happening over the summer what are activities that kids can be involved in um we've received a lot of questions and i know all of you guys have too about how will this will look because it's not normal and families are adapting and changing they did that during the school year adapted and changed and they'll probably continue to do that and it's, um, it's been really inspiring to watch and listen and see how families are doing that. So I thought maybe this would be a good opportunity for the both of you, both Jen and Nate, to talk about activities that are available. So camps that might be available, programs for families that might be available so that they can uh, listen in and start to make some plans as they move into the month of July and August. Um, whoever wants to start, maybe jump in and, and tackle that. I will start if you're okay sure. with that, Nate, unless you want to go. Okay, go this is Jennifer it. Rank from the Portland Library. Thanks for having me. Um, as you have all mentioned, it's been a crazy past couple of months. We've all had to adapt and change. Um, we are thrilled to say that we have found a way to make the summer reading program work this summer for kids. Uh, so we're still having some programs and we're not doing a lot of in-person programs but you can still participate in our age-based summer reading programs. You can sign up online for the reading portion and to make it easier for families, what we've done is we have switched our recording from doing how many minutes that you read to how many days that you read. Just figuring for parents of young children in particular, 
it's a little bit easier for them to just have their kids um, put a sticker on their sticker chart for each day that they read instead of worrying about increments of 15 minutes. Um, and then families can come to the library once per week and Miss Patty and I are stationing ourselves outside as much as possible outside of the times that we are scheduled to do programs and desk shifts and circulation. Um, so we will be out there and we post those schedules each week on our social media pages and also on our web page. And you can come down during those times and get a scratch card to win either a toy or a prize. And we've really focused on having toys that encourage outdoor play. Um, we agree that this is the perfect time to get outside and do some activities. We also have a bingo card that the kids can fill in and that's got a lot of outdoor activities and reading challenges as well. And then they get a sticker for each of those challenges. And the goal is to fill your chart with 50 stickers by the end of the summer. Uh, summer reading officially started on the 16th and I have to say I've at least had maybe four kids that have brought their completed sticker charts to me already. Wow. So that's wow, very that's impressive and I'm working impressive. on a more challenging, um, <laughs> some more challenging bingo challenges for those, those kids. Um, but we've had a lot of enthusiasm for the program in general. Um, another option for prizes if you don't want a toy or book is we're doing donations for the food bank and that's been really well received. And if you're a teenager, you can enter to win um, one of two $50 Visa cards. So we also have some online programs that we're doing. Um, for anyone entering grades K through two, you can sign up for our Once Upon a Crime program. And that will be over the course of the next five weeks, they'll be solving a fairy tale based mystery. And I um, have a program also for kids going into grades three through five called Wizards, Warriors, and Beasts. And we're talking about different um, mythological creatures and wizard wizardry. And the way that those programs work is you can pick up a kit in advance that has all of the supplies that you need to do the projects for that week. And then you can log on to Zoom with us on, at the appointed day and time. Or if you are not available at that time, we also have instruction sheets and you can do those kits on your own. So you're still getting the chance to participate in library programs, even if you um, don't want to access the media or don't have a way to access the Zoom link or are just busy at that time, you can kind of, it's a little more flexible in terms of the participation there. Right. And we have a couple additional challenges right now. Um, We've got a gnome and he's on the roam. So that's- I know where um, he is, but I'm not gonna tell. <laughs> we've had a lot of participation. He just went hiding on Monday and we've already had about 20 families, I think, um, email me to tell me where they have seen Norbert the gnome. So that's kind of a fun way to get outside and walk around downtown Portland as well. Um, over the course of the next, six, five and a half weeks now, um, the gnome will be hiding at different spots around town. And if you spot him, you can email the library at portlandlibrary at portlandct.org and you will be entered into a weekly raffle for a $20 gift card for a local kid-friendly business. So that's been a lot of fun for us and our Portland families as well. Nice. Awesome. That all sounds really fun. Yes. And I also just want to say, don't stop reading. We are offering curbside checkout. So we have, if you have little ones, we have book bundles for picture books on different topics like construction, dogs, outer space, anything you think of, we are happy to put together a selection awesome. of books for you. And for 
adults for anybody. We are doing curbside checkout. So we want you to still keep getting books and still keep reading throughout the summer so that we can conquer the summer slide that inevitably happens. And this year with online learning, I know some people have been concerned about summer slide in particular. Um, so we will do whatever we can do to help you how do you um, how do you let you know for whether it's an adult or a child? How can we let you know what the interest might be? Uh, you can always just call the library 860-342-6770. We are always here um, and ready to help you. And um, what we'll do is we'll pull a bunch of books for you. Or if you want specific books, you can order them directly through our library catalog on our website, and we will call you and have you pick a time that you want to come pick those up, and you can open your passenger seat um, or your back seat or your trunk and we'll just come out and um, put the bags right in your car and it's a no contact delivery. Outside of COVID, that sounds amazing yeah. just to have somebody, <laughs> right? Because you're going to find books that maybe you wouldn't have picked out and yeah. to have, that's really neat. I like that. Yeah. Awesome. I think I'm going to put you on the spot a little, Jen, and, and I'm, I'm not going to ask you to be very, very specific, but I know that our library is coming very, very close to being opening. And they could be open right now, but they started just into this, that horrible time that we've all been experiencing in right. their uh, new construction over there. And my understanding, although I haven't tiptoed over there yet, is that it looks really fabulous. But there's a last few touches that they're waiting to happen before they open it up because there's nothing like having a, a great new interior for everyone to see and then pieces are missing and, and point out and say oh well over there there's going to be so I know that that big reveal is going to be a complete reveal so exactly. did you have a, a tentative date or not sort of I, ish how's that I, ish yes I don't have an official date and part of the yeah. problem with that is um the furniture that we were expected to get when the shutdown happened, the furniture companies were among those production facilities that stopped production. So we've had the date for some of our materials pushed back a couple of times. So I'm now hearing end of July. Um, yeah. And I know we're waiting for some plexiglass dividers to come in. Um, we are waiting for some materials as well to help with um, keeping the safety of the staff and the patrons. We're working on some new procedures and maybe limiting the number of people in the library and the hours that were available. So that's all in the works. I know Jan Nocek, our director, has been working with other area libraries and the Chatham Health District to make this the best experience possible. But I agree, the library is beautiful. I love the new carpeting. I love the new lighting. We're all so excited to welcome everybody Aww. back in the library. We miss our patrons. Um, and hopefully that can happen sooner as opposed to later. I don't have an official date, but I know um, we're working to make that happen as quickly as possible. That's exciting. Yes. I, I was also thinking with, with Nate that maybe you can give the exact uh, address of Brownstone, the, the park, the riverfront park because i know that it's hard to believe but there are actually some people that don't know where the park is and have never been there so we want to make sure they know exactly as they can put it on their however their search engine is to get directions to go there yeah absolutely do you want the um <clears throat> the update on the park for the programs i'm i'm talking about the riverfront park let's oh, talk the about the river where okay. we're going down with the story walk we're, we're not going to talk about that other one yet <laughs> All right, so, uh, so Riverfront yeah. Park 
if uh, if you plan on heading down there, checking out the new gazebo, the pavilion, um, any of the trails and story walk, you would want to go to 284 Brownstone Avenue. That's what you will punch in your GPS and it should take you right to a, a sign down below Middlesex Ave that says Riverfront Park. You follow the, um, the dirt gravel trail right in and you'll come up to a, a nice large gate and you'll see the park straight ahead of you. So 284 Brownstone Avenue in Portland. Great. I know that we also have other, several, several other hiking des destinations in Portland. And I believe that people can still, I know that there's a great trail uh, guide out there, but I know that we also have on our own Portland website by going to portlandct.org backslash maps with the Portland hiking destinations. There's one picture that needs to be updated, which is obviously the new park. So maybe we can talk about that in a second, but it gives you the destinations and it goes to the map and descriptions for the parks that are owned here in town, the ones that are um, owned by others, but it gives a great idea of how many parks are actually in the town of Portland that you can go to. I think you're, are you looking at trying to find that now, Nate? <laughs> I'm looking at you. We're looking at each other. Although we're, we're, we're recording, we're all looking at each other, which is nice. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to at least bring that up because that's been a great tool for all of us to be able to tell people, you know, we've got hiking destinations. I know Allie has had our Little Hikers Club out on, I believe, every single, correct me if I'm wrong, every single yeah. trail in the town of Portland. At and one I, time or another. At one time or another over the last, uh, yeah. how many Long years? Time. Yeah. Eight, so eight, eight years, maybe. Eight years. So it's been, you know, a great activity for the families. It's been a great opportunity for the families to go out and see what is in the town of Portland. So hopefully. Well, I think, Nate, you touched on that. There's a lot of outdoor space in Gen 2, and Portland's beautiful yeah. for that. Yeah. This is just a great place to be outside, and this is a great summer to do it. Oh, um, absolutely. So what are some other programs, Nate, that you have going on this summer? Because you were talking to me earlier about some of them, and right. it's a little bit of a switch up for families, but it still sounds exciting and different oh, yeah. and new. Yeah. So that kind of tying back in, you know, it's, it's all about creativity and innovation this year with everything yeah. going on. And it's, uh, unfortunately, things can't be done the same as we have in previous summers. So it's a, it's been a hectic few months, but, you know, we're, we're trying to be as uh, as prepared as we can and you know provide the best experience for any of our community members both on the adult and youth side of things so as far as indoor programs go you know that's something we're currently holding off on just because we we really don't have the space and you know packing a bunch of people in the same room doing some of those fitness and physical related classes it's just not ideal right now with the guidelines set down yeah. by cdc and the department of health so right. that's one we're holding off on um we have been over the past couple months doing a mix of different virtual activities as the weather's been warming up and some of those programs have been very successful you know we've worked with uh keith allen productions to put on some virtual bingo and trivia nights for the town and we've done those in combination with a few other towns like Cromwell and Marlborough. Right. And any of our Portland winners at the end of the events have received um, gift cards to local businesses, so restaurants, 
just around the area, around Main Street and throughout Portland, kind of to just show some extra support to the businesses who are reopening and trying to kind of get their feet back on the ground as, you know, right. these restrictions are listed. So showing support to them as community members is has just been awesome to be able to do for these small scale programs. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the bingo and trivia have been absolutely awesome. Keith Allen Production puts on a, a great event and the few I've sat in have been a blast and it looks like all the other families do as well. Uh, I participated in those and I also, ha- I can attest that they are a great time. My, my <laughs> two teenagers and I both really enjoy them. They're good awesome. for the whole family. All right, so that, that's something we're hoping we can continue. And uh, Keith Allen has been putting on these programs for free for a lot of different communities and kind of just accepting gratuities from those who felt necessary to contribute. Yeah. And uh, because of that, I think a lot of departments in the state have honestly been reaching out to him and trying to lock him in because it's really been such a good turnout with everything going on. Yeah. Um, as far as getting outside, you know, we're in constant communication with all of our instructors to try to implement as many programs strictly outside as we can this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we recently just uh, were able to set up a date for some golf programs for both youth and adult instructional courses with Jerry DeMora, one of our one of the instructors over at Portland West. His golf programs are always successful. He does a great job working with all age groups. And, you know, he's very, he's a very beginner friendly instructor. So, you know, he walks you through step by step of all the the different grips, the the skills and the form you need to really pick up and get into golf if that's something you're interested in. As far as some of the fitness classes, you know, we've always offered Pilates, yoga classes, Tai Chi in the past with a few instructors. Personal Euphoria, um, Ken Zabrowski for Tai Chi, and those classes we're actually looking to hold down at Riverfront Park as soon as possible. You know, it's nice. it's a great place because we have the stage, we have a large grass area directly in front of the stage, so we can put our instructor kind of up on that pedestal, if you will, and spread the class out as necessary based on how many people we have. We can use line paint to basically grid out 10 by 10 squares and each participant will be in a square of their own throughout the, the duration of the class. So they're, we're always following those social distancing guidelines. Um, until we're able to set those up, we have been coordinating some Zoom classes with both Tai Chi and uh, Pilates yoga and strength training. So we have those as online options right now. And anybody who participates, we're really urging and recommending, take your laptop, take your phone, go out in the backyard or even bring it to a local park if you have the connection and enjoy that outdoor space while you're doing the program. Just to you know, get out of the house a little bit. We are also working with Alicia Courier, who we have in the past for some dance and fitness type classes. She offers classes for both youth and adult. And um, she's currently running some some smaller scale programs, but as soon as we are able to coordinate a date and timeline for those, we're looking to also hold some of those classes down at Riverfront Park. We're really trying to use our outdoor space as much as we can get people out enjoying nature, enjoying their surroundings, and be able to socially distance as much as necessary. 
Okay. Um, we we actually have some more if you want me to keep going. I for, want uh, you to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Will all of this information be available on the website so that when oh, families? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It's all it's always available on our Parks yep. and Rec website, portland.recdesk.com. We do weekly updates to the River East for any programs and activities we have going. So feel free to check out the River East and the Parks and Rec section to see those different programs. And, um, you know, we send out regular email blasts to all the families in our database as well. We're, we're really trying to keep everybody as engaged as possible during these tough times, you know, and show that we're, we're trying to support the community. We're trying to stay engaged and, you know, have programs that's going to fit everybody's need as much as we can. I think one of the things that we see with all of our programs that there's, they're not at a standstill that what's happened. And I think you said it well, Nate, when you said you're just getting more creative and that's been the, I think the common goal with everyone is that we still want people to know that the town is here. The town is moving forward with ideas and fun things for the families to do. And it's just getting more creative how it's done and know that everybody, is at this moment, we'll call it at this moment, behind closed doors, so to speak, slowly coming out. But wide open spaces and fresh air are an absolutely wonderful thing to do. So whether you're down at the that riverfront park, looking at the story walk, whether you're wandering around town trying to find Norbit, is it Norbit the gnome? Is it Norbit, what's his name? It's Norbert, yeah. No, Norbert, Norbert the gnome. The gnome. Got to get that right, because if you can't call what his name is, then you can't find him. Is that true, Jen? I think. Well, and I, I'm, he moves you can around. still find him. You can still find him? Okay. But again, it just shows that the town has been, even if we behind, were behind closed locked doors, we're still doing so many different activities for our, our families and our kids. And, you know, just think that it's an important thing. And did we all want summer to be like this? Not exactly, but boy, oh boy, it can be an exciting summer with all the creativity that's been going on with all the departments. So Nate, you were telling me earlier about some summer camp type options. I know um, I've gotten asked that a bunch. So what are some thoughts on that? So it was, uh, you know, through a lot of conversation and discussion and very difficult decision-making, we, yeah. we did unfortunately cancel our normal summer camp program. You know, we, we hold it up at the high school. We've always had 70 to 90 kids depending on the week and just the the thought of being trapped in a school in a classroom on one of those rainy and thundery days for seven hours you know really did not sit comfortably with me based on all the guidelines here um, so with that cancellation being said we have been working on putting together a survey for our portland families and residents to kind of get an understanding of what type of program, whether it be theme-based, uh, time of day, you know, day of week, may be best to fit some families and still be able to provide some sort of summer camp program. You know, we're currently discussing a later in July, you know, possibly the last two weeks of July, early August, um, a Monday through Thursday type of outdoor program at areas still to be determined you know if the new park is up and running by then we'd love to hold something there but that's tentative right now and this program would run monday through thursday probably nine o'clock in the morning till noon 
we would not be doing a lunch portion of the day, but having it three hours, you know, we're able to get kids out of the house, get them socializing and active. And we're hoping to do kind of different themes associated with each week. Some themes might be related to different sports and games. One week might be arts and crafts based. One week could be music and theater. And just, you know, our counselors here, they're, they're looking to work. They're, they were so sad to hear that we had to cancel this program because they are so enthusiastic and dedicated to working with the children in town. So we really want to be able to do something that's going to fit a need for some families. I understand it's, it's not going to be best for everybody, but you know, if we can provide and fill that, that need that some families do have, that's exactly what we're looking to do during this time. Um, as I mentioned, the, the locations are still to be determined. I can tell you if we move forward with the music and theater, that would definitely be one held down at Riverfront, once again, because of the stage. Um, we're much more, we can much more easily adapt using that area, set up speakers, and just we have a more ideal place to hold a program like that. But the sports and games, you know, potentially the fields, Agalotti Field on Middlesex Ave, if need be, I think we could make it work at Riverfront if we had to. But there, there are a few locations we could really get these different activities going. And I think a nine to, nine to 12, you know, three hours a day, Friday being reserved as a rain or a makeup day, if need be, that's, uh, you know, it's still giving something back. It's still having that opportunity to be with your friends, socialize, learn some new skills, and just still have fun. Get out and enjoy yourselves this summer. So one of the things that is really striking me as we sit here and have this conversation and as we've watched um, community members, families, kids, the school system, everybody over the course of the past few months is the adaptability. And it's really commendable and exciting. And um, it's it's sort of fun to, to listen to how everybody has adapted and taken the good out of the bad. Um, so instead of focusing and all of it being just a challenge and a struggle and we don't get this and we don't get that, it's really this feeling of how can we make the best of this possibility of this summer and this past school year and even going into September, how things will look different and how we can still have fun and be right. a community and adjust. And it's, it's exciting. Um, and it's, it's fun to hear about it all. So is there anything else that we didn't hit upon that you think families should know about specifically? Either of you? The only thing I, that I was going to confirm with Nate is playgrounds are now open, correct? Yes, playgrounds are now open. And I apologize, I didn't mean to mention that. Um, so we were able to put out signage last week at all of our playgrounds in town, you know, the playground at Gildersleeve, Valley View, the play area over here at Brownstone Intermediate. Now get back out and start enjoying those things. The signage is directly from our health department. Basically, it says everything we all should be aware of, you know, social distance, six feet apart from one another, wear your masks, Bring your own sanitizer. We're not able to supply sanitizer for the play equipment. Right. We're not able to be cleaning this equipment on a daily and a recurring basis. So it's you'll be using the playgrounds at your own risk. Ultimately, that's something anyone should be aware of. If there are underlying health conditions, definitely something to think about going to use any of these play areas. But 
they are open, they're ready to be used. You know, they, some of them haven't been touched in the last two months. So it's, it's a great time to get back out and really start enjoying these facilities. We just all need to be safe about it. That's the biggest yeah. thing. Be safe, be aware, and, and I'll have fun. And our preschool playscape in back of, uh, yes. between the library and in back of our buildings here on Main Street are yeah. open. The gate is open and uh, welcoming to all those little people that have been missing that playscape. Yes, and I it know is. that hopefully once the library gets open, because it's been a regular track back and forth that they play at the playscape and then they go to the library. So we're, you know, looking for that families going to be able to get out and do that, especially with our, our little people that are out there. Luckily, we have had them going, just they realized it was open the past few days, yeah. and so they'll come yeah. see us, get their summer reading stuff, and go head over and play for a while, so it's been great to have them back in the area. Yeah, that feels Good. typical, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's we, amazing. We missed our friends. Yeah. With you services, I have to say that we are, uh, although we don't know what it's going to look like, that's the best I can start the conversation and say that we are accepting applications for our after-school program, Kids Blast, and uh, have a lot of families that have signed up. It's first come, first serve. So we're moving forward that that is going to happen and not sure what school is going to look like. So we don't even want to talk or think about that yet, but it is something families have already started planning for. So, you know, although we're talking summer, it's still we are planning for the fall and one step at a time. So lots of exciting things are, are definitely happening here in town. Anybody have anything last minute to, to that all of a sudden they've thought about that they haven't talked about because we've talked about an awful lot of things today that are all summer orientated and giving our families in town a, a great opportunity to get out in fresh air and just enjoy themselves with their children. I wanted to uh, mention one more thing through Parks and Rec over here. We, uh, we actually Why are you busy? I know, I know, we're, we're staying as busy as we can, trust me. Um, we recently started up a virtual step and mile challenge that's, uh, we currently completed week two of the first four week challenge. And, you know, this was a, um, it's, it's definitely a trial for us because we're learning how to do this as we go. And we're actually looking into using a better tracking system for the steps and miles for challenge two. But basically anyone who signed up, you know, we, we recommended people sign up with a code name if they want to make it a little more, little more fun rather than use your, your actual name. Uh, if you want to go in with your real name, by, more, by all means, you're more than welcome. But we thought the code name gave it a little more, uh, I don't Mystery. know, a little more of that creativity, <laughs> if you will. Um, as long as everybody submits their steps or their miles for the whole week, Every Monday, they're included into a raffle drawing where, once again, you know, we're giving out some local gift cards to uh, the businesses, restaurants around town. Jen Lefave, um, one of the, the fitness consultants in town, you know, she provided us with a few gift cards for free fitness classes. So that's absolutely awesome. It ties right into the running and stepping challenge. And uh, that's been a really good turnout. You know, we, we were able to get some pretty cool parks and recreation type headbands or multifunctional headbands and you can wear them as a mask which you know fits exactly what is going on right now wear it as a mask a headband sweatband whatever you need but it's a 
represents the Parks and Rec Department, and it's uh, just a little cool addition for signing up for this type of program. It gets yeah, you out, really and you don't need to be in Portland, but you can surely do your steps and your miles in Portland. Go to Glastonbury, go to East Hampton, enjoy the different parks and airline trails around the area. You know, they're all of us Parks and Rec people, we, we work together and we bounce a lot of ideas off each other. We recommend each other's facilities. So, you know, just because we're Portland community doesn't mean we have the best, the greatest, or, you know, the most worthwhile sites. I want you to see them all, but there, there's a lot more around us that's always worth checking out too. So Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great attitude too to have throughout all of this. I like it. And I, I think we are pretty much have covered or we started out talking, maybe we'd be 15 minutes, but I think we've gone long past that. But yeah, I think it just shows that there's so many things that are going on in our town and want to thank Nate and Jen for coming on and, and sharing all those things. And we're just going to keep updating people and certainly go to our podcast. We've got a lot of different areas that you can listen to podcasts and those are going to be, those links will be coming up soon so that uh, people can, go into and and uh, click on to, to listen to what's happening in our town yeah. as well as other activities and uh, I was gonna topics. say that real quick Mary yeah. some of our last podcasts might be of interest to families who are listening to this um, we've covered some of the social emotional um, responses that kids are having during this during this time um, and maybe some resources that families can use on helping kids cope and helping themselves cope. That was our last talk. Um, we've had some other <laughs> more challenging conversations about um, alcohol use during this time. That's also available. So any any topics that are of interest are on our website and you can go listen at your leisure and reach out to us if you have any concerns um, about your children or yourself. We're always available. Right, Mary? Definitely. And <laughs> also add to that, we have a couple of podcasts to talk about uh, kids that are going to be looking to head off to kindergarten. So yeah, that's those were great topics and had some really great information. So we try to touch on base with different topics and would certainly be open to anyone giving us a topic that they'd like to hear about too. So I think with that being said, I think we're going to close for today. And again, thank you so much, Nate and Jen and Allie, my outreach coordinator, uh, my left hand, right hand person who's yeah. you know, takes on a lot of the challenges in town. So again, thank you. And till the next time, bye for now. We'll talk soon. Thank bye you. guys. Thank Thanks you for so having much. Us. Goodbye.